Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 29 of the Path to Inspiration podcast, and this obviously is your most gracious host, Sebastian. And for this episode, we're going to talk about Paramita number four, which is the gem of Buddhism, one of the most important things you can cultivate in life, which is called wisdom and translate as Panya in Pali Sanskrit, the old language of the Buddha's time. So what is wisdom? Simply put, wisdom is the knowledge of what is life and what needs to be done in order to lessen or alleviate the suffering in one's life to reach nirvana, which is the cessation of suffering. And I'll get into a bit of the Buddhist teachings right now because this is important, you know. The, the wisdom helps you understand the path to Nirvana, which is the understanding of the four noble truths. Four noble truths are life is suffering, the cause of suffering, the end of suffering, and the path to least to the end of suffering which I need to get into a little bit so you understand because like everybody really thinks that life um, sorry sorry that Buddhism is a pessimistic religion it couldn't be further from the truth I've never seen happier people than I mean I've seen other people who are as happy as Buddhists but like I have to say the Buddhist people are pretty happy generally speaking and especially the monks which is a great sign of spirituality when you actually are happy you know that means you're on the right path so those four truths, suffering is, for Buddhist scholars and Buddhist monks usually say that suffering is a wrong translation because they say life is um, dukkha. Dukkha is the word they translate as suffering but it's, it's kind of a misnomer if you will. Dukkha is more like unsatisfactory because regardless of what, how positive we want to look at life, it ends in death, right? We we live, we get old, we get sick, and we die. And that's inevitable. And that's the truth. And then if you believe in reincarnation, as Buddhists do, it's like you're going to live to this, uh, as we call the samsara, the circle of life and death. And the, <laughs> I wanted, the, okay, the goal of uh, Buddhism, if you will, is to get out of this cycle and reach Nibbana which is the cessation of suffering and the cessation of the cycle of life and death because until you reach Nibbana you will keep on living in the samsara which is the realm of life and death where you grow old you, you live you born you grow old you get sick and you die and this is continuous and get it's like running circles if you will and so that's why the Buddha said that life is suffering. It's not like it's suffering, but it's unsatisfactory and there's no there's no real purpose because you're just living in the same life and life all over again. Not the same life, but you're living and living without any purpose, if you will, other than just getting back. And uh, and so he give, gave a, a clear-cut um, clear plan to reach Nibbana, which is called the Noble Eightfold Path, which I will not get into. 
in this episode but i will probably get into more details when we get to this which is a very very important way of uh seeing life as well now we'll just leave it at wisdom for now and the paramitas so back to wisdom so the wisdom is knowing those fact that life you know like it is what it is life is suffering unsatisfactory we live we die and we get old and we and we reborn and we live this again right and also there's something very important but this is what you learn when you start meditating in in a buddhist um, monastery on a buddhist retreat it's like <clears throat> that the three characters of all things is our impermanence suffering and no self impermanence is and you people usually tend to get to understand one more than the other two for me i think the more the one i understand the most which is suffering suffering is the most easy the easiest one to to understand especially when you start meditating impermanence is also easy the non-self is not so easy to understand so impermanence is basically everything rise will fall everything that comes to exist will cease anything is just a series of birth and death 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 and every moment birth and death you know whether it's like the, to the smallest particles in our, in our beings, to to our life, to, to, to things, to material things, everything that comes to, to existence will cease to exist at one point or another. And, it, and you can see it even on a moment-to-moment basis. And that's impermanence. And that's, then you have suffering. Suffering is that, as I said, that life is unsatisfactory and we there's no escaping... Um, Aside from Nirvana, there's no escape in the cycle of life and death. We just cannot control our body. Our body come, we go, we grow old, and we age and die. There's nothing we can do to prevent this. That's why it's unsatisfactory, and also you might call it suffering. And the non-self is something um, to understand that is not, and that might be not so easy for people who don't meditate, and even I who meditate, and especially in the West where we think of the soul of the spirit, in Buddhism. <clears throat> Sorry, in Buddhism, there's no such things. In the non-self, means there's no self, there's no entity, right? There's consciousness, and this consciousness travels through time and dimensions, if you will, by birth and rebirth. And this consciousness is not a being with an identity. The spirit and soul, which means that you have a particular essence of you. An identity which translates as an I, the I, the I am, you know, which does not exist in Buddhism, there, and even in Hinduism for that matter. It's no non-self means that there's nothing. There's just consciousness over. And if you take the in the greater scheme of things, this consciousness is connected to energy, to the universe, if you will, on if you want to see it in the grand scheme of things. So you see this, and especially when you start to meditate, when you start meditating, they always tell you. Like if you meditate in the Mahasi Sayadaw method, which I've, which I've trained in, you when you see something, you when you follow the stomach, you say rising, falling. Whenever you see, have a thought, you you tell yourself thinking, thinking. When you're hungry, you say hungry, hungry. But you never use I. You never say I am hungry, I am sad, I am this, I am that. You never use because we don't want to feed the ego. This is like a separation from the ego. And once you meditate and you get into the emptiness, you see that there's actually nothing. And this might be actually scary, but it's not at all. Once you reach to a certain level, it's not scary at all. You understand that there's emptiness 
and the peace of the void, you know what I mean? Void is not necessarily the right word because void tend to be negative and semantics are very important, but this emptiness in the most beautiful way you can picture it. And for those of you who have meditated, for those of you who have seen this emptiness, a, a bit of it, or have come in the vicinity of this emptiness, you will understand how much peace and joy you can actually get from this emptiness. But I digress. I don't want to get into too many details because this is just speculation, if you will, if you believe on it, believe in it or not. Those are other teachings of the Buddha, whether you like it or not, whether you adhere to it, it that's not important. What I'm trying to say, the wisdom is to see life as it is. And to understand that things are the way it is and not fight them. And to accept them as they is. And the wisdom is also in your day-to-day -day basis is knowing. Wisdom is not intelligence. Intelligence, sorry, intelligence can be measured by IQ if you will. Although the IQ measurement is not necessarily accurate. But there's a difference between wisdom. Wisdom is doing the right thing. Intelligence is doing a thing right. Is doing you think the right way if you will doing the right thing wisdom will make you do the right choice the wholesome choice the choice that will make your life better and the life of others better wisdom will be following your intuition following your heart doing what is best for you and the, what is best for others intelligence you might you might be the most intelligent person in the world but be, be very unwise that's what happens a lot you might you meet a lot of smart very very intelligent people who are emotionally numb emotionally dumb is sometimes you know what i mean i mean it's not necessarily but oftentimes it happens wisdom is on another level by in order of itself it's like a wisdom is just helping you live a life that's fulfilling helping you live a life with less suffering helping you live a life with more freedom and by saying i mean freedom of the heart not freedom to desire is making the right choice in your day-to-day -day, making the right decision saying the right thing at the right moment not letting your anger take control not letting your negative thoughts take over having the wisdom to see that the things that happen in your mind are just conditionings and circumstances that make in your mind sway a certain way move a certain way and all those movements and all those waves you see in the mind, you see this from what they are. Things that are here to come and here to go, so you do not get to get detached to it. The wisdom helps you get detached from things in life. And, and by detached, a lot of people think that by being detached, you're not loving. On the contrary, by being detached, you can actually love more. Because when you're attached, you, you, the love usually comes with a, a condition where you want and when this condition is not met, you get bitter, you get frustrated, you get angry because you didn't get what you wanted. Whereas when you detach, you can... And I'm not saying you have to be 100% detached. If you're 100% detached, you're not going to be a lay woman, lay man. You're probably going to be a monk or an ascetic. But as a lay woman, you can practice this detachment, this wisdom, this equanimity that enables you to give love as it is and to be not only loving towards others but be too lo loving to yourself first and foremost and this the wisdom gives you all this gives you the tools gives you the skills to and ability to live the life to its fullest to your to the to its wisest to its happiest to its more peacefulest if you will that word exists and by cultivating wisdom through meditation especially and to the practice all those 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 other 
paramitas and all those brahma viharas and wisdom is something you reap from the practice of meditation as i said in previous episodes meditation does not necessarily mean sitting in a lotus position and following your the, the the rising and falling of the stomach or following your breath meditation is cultivation of the mind and we can be doing at any moment at any given moment at any moment you can choose the right thought you can choose the right action and that's wisdom and you can choose to contemplate instead of be desperate you know you can choose happiness over sadness you can choose the more peaceful thought instead of the more reckless thought you can choose to say the right thing instead of a thing that will hurt someone you can choose to say something that would empower instead of something that would disempower you can choose to put aside all your dogmas and all the 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 things that you hold dear your beliefs all those attachments to be more open to a life where you where you understand that people are different people have different conditions and different are bringing different suffering and you can have the wisdom to pervade the world and be more loving and understand that people are the way they are because they are even dealing with difficult situation you can understand that these two will pass when dealing with difficult people you can understand that those people are, are difficult and even if the lifestyle and the upbringing does not justify the way they are but you can understand and, and this understanding will make you more tolerant and more loving and more caring you don't need to live with those difficult people but you can understand that you have to live with them for a certain amount of time which is finite but they have to live with themselves the, the, all the time for the rest of their life you know so by that token and with that knowledge you understand and once you understand you can be more tolerant with people because you understand also with the wisdom you understand that you only still have your shortcomings you understand how how hard it is to change oneself and how hard it is to let go of all those beliefs and all those attachments and all those negative unwholesome things you hold inside yourself and by by seeing this in yourself and by accepting it by being kind yourself it's more easy and it's very humbling to understand others and you can actually have more compassion more care and more understanding for the world for people and circumstances and therefore live a much lighter, much happier and more fulfilling life and be loved and loved by yourself and loved by others as well. So that it is. That's in a nutshell, that's wisdom. And I hope you guys will slowly but surely on a day to day, try to meditate, try to contemplate and cultivate this beautiful gem that is wisdom. And more and more you will have the wisdom and the understanding of life, what really is. And even though we might think that life is suffering, by knowing life is suffering and that wisdom will give you the answer that yes, life is suffering, but that's why it's beautiful. Life is, life is short, life is short-lived and we need to care. Really, not everything comes and goes. And because we know this, we care more for this moment, we care more for this life, we care more for this body, we care more for our relationship. We don't think things for granted because we know that health will not last. We know the relationship will not last, whether they end by choice or by death, we know things will not last. We say, you know, you want to say things to people you love when you can and while it's, while it's still time, you know. We know that tomorrow, we might live a completely different life, we might lose people, it's just a matter of when, not if, we are gonna lose the people we love, and by knowing this, you don't take it, yes, we accept that life is a tragedy in a way, but we accept it with a blessing in disguise at the same time, because we can offer the love, we can care more, if life was everlasting, if all the relationship will last forever, if everything was unbreakable, if we can live a reckless life and have people stay in our lives we won't need to care but because we know that life is short because we know that people will depart and we'll be separated from the things we love and the people we love we care more with detachment and we offer love just for the sake of loving and for the joy of loving for the joy of giving and that wisdom will pervade your life and will be overwhelming and help you in your day-to-day -day and make your life better and better and better i guarantee it cheers <laughs>